0: Hi, everyone, welcome back to Notes from the Ivy League. And for this week's episode, I'm here with Elvis Diaz. Uh, he was born and raised in Marietta, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, where I used to live. And he ended up going to Barry College and was a recipient of the Bonner Scholarship that provides diverse, low-income, first-generation students access to education via scholarships and opportunity to serve in their community via a series of internships and local nonprofits. Now he's getting his MBA at Arizona State as a Forward focused Scholar. Uh so Elvis, thank you for joining me this week. No, thank you, Andrew, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, of course. Um and like I like I always say, the podcast is really all about the guest um and what they have gone through and what they what they're willing to share. So can you share your story with us?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um so as Andrew mentioned, I'm from Marietta, Georgia, born and raised. Um I'm the youngest of six. Um so I have five older siblings brothers and sisters. Um, And we're all raised by my single mom, who's an immigrant from Mexico. And just growing up, you know, obviously, we're low income, there's not much that my mom could, you know, make specifically just because, well, one, my mom never went to school. So she's uneducated, therefore, she's illiterate. She doesn't speak, I mean, she speaks Spanish, but she doesn't read or write um, in Spanish, and much less, she doesn't know English. So, you know, it's definitely a struggle in terms of like, the fact that all her jobs had to be super labor intensive because obviously she couldn't read or anything um so you know just growing up you know my older siblings were from mexico only my older one of my sisters was born here and, you know the struggles that they had as well just in terms of migrating here and like acclimating um it was really rough um then i know basically by the time i was like in sixth grade all my siblings had already dropped out of school like none of them had even finished high school and i kind of just realized like all the struggles that my mom went through with me and like raising us with what she could I like realize like, you know, this this is not the future that I want, much less I don't want to make, you know, all of my mom's like sacrifices like go to waste. The fact that my siblings weren't able to finish school and then here I am the last one. It's like I can't do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically I just realized like I I wanted to go to college. Um, like in sixth grade. I just I just knew that's what I wanted. Um and I think it also helped just because of the fact that one of my lit literature teachers in sixth grade, like she like latched onto me like big support and she like mentored me a lot and like ever since sixth grade you know I started getting good grades like all A's and everything I was just like wow I can actually do this. Um, so yeah so I, I was the first in my family to graduate high school um, and luckily I was able to go to college um, as Andrew mentioned Barry and basically the way I was able to maneuver that was just the fact that um, I was part of like I guess a college prep program similar to like what Upward Round um, but it was just kind of, like, in-house in my high school that one of like, one of my high school counselors decided to launch on her own. And she was honestly, like, one of the most important people in my life to make, you know, college, um, I guess, accessible. Um, she enrolled me in pr- this program called Project 2400, uh, which was, like, back to the SAT back in the day. Um, kind of just a preparatory course and, like, prepare for the SATs. I was able to do pretty well on it. Um, and, you know, I was able to, like, uh, luckily get into Barrie um, and yeah while I was at Barrie I was like great I'm at the school I love it it's a private school how the heck am I going to pay forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 dollars each year <laughs> um, but luckily I, I came across the scholarship called the Bonner Scholarship and it's basically it's a national scholarship program um, that provides first-generation low-income diverse individuals access to education um, and an opportunity to serve so basically that covered almost all of my education like, or my financial need to go to school. So luckily, my mom didn't have to pay a single dime um, to pay for my schooling. And I was very
0: grateful for that.
1: Um, and through the program, honestly, it was, it was great just because college was very intimidating, um, especially for me specifically, because it was the first time in my life. I mean, I am Hispanic male. It was the first time that I was actually a minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my schooling, like middle school and high school, it was like majority Hispanic, African-American. Um, and then here I go to this school that's majority white and I'm, you know, like one of like six Hispanics in my class, you know, so it's like I was very intimidated by that. But I was very grateful for this scholarship program because it's you come in as a cohort mm-hmm. and you come in with individuals that are like like you, maybe not the physical makeup, but the same similar backgrounds as you, um, you know, like not like the most not always easiest or most wealthy backgrounds but people that just understood you and like a pool of students that didn't have those types of backgrounds as you did um so that was just very comforting to have all four years and yeah and like part of the program is also you do community service work so you work with local nonprofits and internships Mm -hmm. um so we do 280 hours of community service every academic year and every summer um and through that program i was able basically to open my eyes so like social justice issues and basically put a title to or a a source to the challenges that i had you know growing up like why is it that people are in poverty you know like why is it that you know my mom being an immigrant here had to go through so much issues or you know like there's like race issues you know just stuff that in my growing up like it was i was I was happy to finally find a, a name or a source of like, wow, that's, so that's why growing up this way was that way. Um, so I really enjoyed that part of the program just because I opened my eyes to like what, you know, I saw the world as and what I wanted to do. Um, and basically, like I was a finance major in undergrad just because I was like, oh, I need to be, I need to make money. I need to be rich. I need to save my mom, you know, from mm-hmm. everything she's done. And then through Bonner, I was like, wait, but I also love community service work and like, working in nonprofit sectors and, you know, like, um, helping, like, communities, and I was just like, well, this is my passion, <laughs> but I also need to make sure I have a secure job where I'm having pretty good income to, like, also, like, raise my mom with me, you know, I was like, go higher, and it's, like, it was a constant clash, um, mm-hmm. but basically, you know, like, after college, I was really grateful for the Bonner Scholarships, I was luckily to have a, get a full-time offer with them. Um, at their headquarters office in New Jersey. So I worked with them for two years. Um, and it was great to kind of be in charge of like helping the other schools that had our scholarship program and kind of helping the students um, with their student development and training that we provide for them. And yeah, it's been great. Um, I realized, you know, obviously, unfortunately, the pay wasn't the greatest. And I was like, all right, I need to advance myself quicker just because, you know, mom's not getting any younger. She's 65. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to go back to school. And now I know exactly what I want to do. Um, I want to pursue a career in business towards corporate social responsibility. So ensuring that businesses are doing right in their actions to ensure they're not just making a profit by exploiting communities, but making Mm -hmm. sure they're being intentional with what kind of impacts they can have on the communities that they work with and around and basically touch. Um, And then long term, um, I am a full supporter of college access and all the opportunities it's given me. I basically want to like work for or run my own nonprofit that works in terms of closing the opportunity gap and ensuring that every student has can reach their potential regardless of zip code, background, um, race, or just anything, making sure everyone has equal opportunity to access all they want, whether that's traditional college route or trade school, um, but just making sure they have access to
0: all the resources that they should. Awesome. Um... And yeah, I, I always think it's so fascinating that the people that in a lot of ways have the least are always giving the most, right? They're always giving back they, because they know the struggle. They know they know how it is. Um, and it's, it's always kind of like, um, I guess, a double burden, right? Like you, you want to pursue your dreams, but then you also want to help out with family or your community um and yeah i just like i i applaud you for pursuing what you want to do and knowing what you want to do um because that's really important and i i really wish that more people would um g- like w- want to actively give back uh to people like them um yeah no yeah
1: it it is really hard it's um you know, I went, I mean, I only, Barry was only, like, an hour and a half away from home, but it was basically, like, light years away, you know, Mm -hmm. because our family's always been together, so, you know, and, like, I was very scared of, you know, going away to college just because, you know, like, I'm the one that interprets everything from mom. I'm the one that drives her everywhere. I'm the one that pays all the bills for, you know, like, in terms of, like, doing the actions, like, going to the cashier, mailing the checks, and stuff like that. So, it's, like, I was terrified. I'm like, how the heck is my mom going to do this now that if I leave? But I know I need to leave because, you know, this is the best thing that we can do. Um, and, yeah, and, like, sometimes I do have the issues with, like, in terms of, like, am I being selfish? The fact that now I'm in Arizona and my mom's, like, all the way in Georgia. And, like mm-hmm. I, and then I was in New Jersey beforehand, you know, like, I'm not home. And um, But, yeah, it's definitely hard in terms of, like, pursuing, like, what you want and, like, but in the end like i do know like it's for a greater cause like it's in the end it's you know it's going to benefit both of us but yeah it's definitely hard it's, it's, it's been a challenge and still is
0: yeah um and for for a lot of people myself included when when you, we, we go off to college we might as well just say we're going to the moon right like yeah because my family didn't visit me until graduation not because they didn't want to but just because like finances they weren't able to mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just i don't know, i think families always make families make sacrifices but there's also sacrifice on your part and like on the individual's part um because they have to make the choice to you know sacrifice for six years of their of their life um to get these degrees in order to um Bring their family up, um, mm-hmm. and then I, I want to go back a little bit because I'm I'm really fascinated by people or moments that inspire first gen low income people to even go to college. So you mentioned your sixth grade liter- literature teacher. Um, can you can you talk more about you know who who they are and like why they and like how they they inspired you?
1: Yeah, definitely um so I guess it was twofold um well one so like I said in sixth grade that was like when it was just me and my mom at home like all my siblings had they're much older than I am so they had already all left the house and then the sister my sister before me or I guess yeah who was born before me she um she was no longer at home and then that's when all the responsibilities came on to me in terms of Elvis, translate for this for me. Elvis, uh, what's in the mail for this? Elvis, go with me to go pay these bills. Like, Elvis, do this. Elvis, do this. And I was just like, wait, can I just play? Like, (laughs) I just want to be a kid. Um, And then that's when I realized, like, I don't want to live like this. Um, So that was that. And then that's kind of when I had a shift in terms of, like, when I went to middle school, it was like, wow, I really want to make sure I focus in school. Um, But then it helped also the fact that Miss Moreland, um, my sixth grade, one of my sixth grade literature teachers um, or language arts I don't know what it was, I don't know how, I just know that she became a very special person to me and like she took a lot of time and like gave me a lot of attention and like really just supported me through everything. Like she would even like pick me up from home, you know, like take me on like like, excursions, like just making sure that I guess I was, I guess taken care of in a way that I needed to, to succeed like at school. So I didn't have to like stress about things. And like, she didn't really know all the stuff that was going on at home, but I don't know what it was about her, but she was just very helpful and like, she just really, I guess she was like the first person that I guess truly believed in me. And, and it was just, it was nice to have that. And it kind of just pushed me to like, make sure I did right by her by doing well in my, all of my other classes as well, not just in her class, but it's, I don't know, like all through middle school, you know, we were just, I would always stay in touch right now, it's, I don't keep in touch with her as much just because, you know, life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're still connected on social media and stuff. But, like, Mrs. Moreland, like, was really honestly, like, one of the first people that really, like, pushed me and, like, allowed me to, like, have um, good, like, relationships um, with my academic, like, teachers. And I was just like, wow, like, there are allies just as much as anyone else is. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that was her. And then um, in high school, yeah, it was definitely – a lot of people it was specifically i mean i i always say she's my counselor but she wasn't my counselor just because you know there's like it's like by last name but the counselor who started this college prep program she she fought for the students like she saw that this was an issue um that students weren't getting the best i guess resources in terms of preparing them to one know how to apply to college but two once you're in college like what do you do like how do you find scholarships to pay Mm -hmm. for it and she took time out of her normal busy day as a counselor to, like, start this program and provide these resources to students. And, again, I don't know why, but she was just like, hey, Elvis, I'm going to enroll you in this Project 2400 class. You need to come. <laughs> and I'm just, I honestly don't know, like, how did you pick me? Like, who? Like, of all the people, like, uh, why? Why did you start? And, you know, like, it's it's crazy how this stuff just happens. And I just know, like, I've just been grateful of all these people. And it's mm. I mean, it's that's why I've enjoyed my community service work because it's like I've been helped. You know, I've been one thing we ask when we interview students trying to get the scholarship for the Bonner is, Have you ever been on the receiving end of service? And we think that's a very important question just because everyone, in a way, has whether it's, I mean, not everyone, of course, has gone like has gotten food stamps or gone to food pantries. And that's not specifically what we look for, but just the fact that you have acknowledged the fact that. When you're out in the community, you're not, like, the savior. You're not there to help people. Mm -hmm. You're there to work with them side by side. So we want to make sure people, you know, understand the fact that everyone's their own person. No one's better than the other. But it's the fact that you're willing to stand side by side by someone and appreciate that. And that's kind of what we look for. And that's kind of what I've realized in terms of, like, why I want to give back and everything just because I know I've been helped. So it only makes sense, you know, to do the same Mm -hmm. for others. Yeah completely
0: you you said you're the the only one of your siblings to go to college is that right
1: yeah first to graduate high school then college and now grad school which is crazy
0: okay so w- was it just like the teacher that that I guess put that in in your mind or was it just purely the wanting to improve the life of, of your family
1: it was definitely wanting to improve the life of my family mm-hmm. um yeah, I just knew – I've seen this pattern of people around me who didn't finish high school. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, finishing high school is like, the biggest thing. It wasn't even going to college. Like, that's, like, light years away. Like, the first thing is just finishing high school. Like, who around me has even finished high school? And it wasn't that many people. So, it's – I have I was noticing that, especially through, the, like, my siblings. And just seeing the fact that, well, I know where that route gets you. mm mm-hmm. And I know everyone keeps talking about go to college, go to college. So I am assuming, you know, everyone has this idea that, oh, if you go to college, you'll be rich. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I think I need to, like, go to college because I've seen the repetition of what not finishing school does. And I know where that leads. Um, And, like, in high school, it was definitely reinforced. As You know, I was enrolled in AP classes. And all of our AP teachers were always like, you know, you guys are in AP. Like, this is your opportunity to, like, go to school, and, you know, get away from this, like, not, like, get away from this community, but, like, see uh, things outside of just where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And that was also another thing that was just, like, fascinating to me, the fact that, you know, I was born and raised in Marietta. Um, yes, I had been to, ve- I'd be- been to Mexico before to visit family and stuff, but other than that, I'd never really been done much outside of, like, Georgia or the metro Atlanta area. Like, I didn't really know anything, and it's like, we just stayed here. And it's like, well, I want to go see the world, you know? I want to see things, know what it's like. I want to go to different restaurants than the same old same old or you know it's I don't know kind of just I kind of didn't just also they don't want to get stuck Mm -hmm. Um, as I noticed that a lot of people did I mean I don't know if they felt stuck but you know just the fact that no one left yeah (laughs) it was just weird
0: yeah and obviously you have focus you have drive Um, so were there any rituals or practices that you did that really kept you focused and grounded and motivated?
1: That's a good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I always wonder how it is that
1: I am the way I am. Um, especially, I don't know if you've read the book, um, The Other Westmore. Um, but it's basically the story of um, a guy named Westmore who was very successful. Um, I'm going to get this wrong. He was a Rhodes Scholar. Okay, I think that's, that's mm-hmm. the correct name. Um, you know, very successful guy. But he wrote this book. Um growing up in Baltimore and then later finding out that there's this other kid in his in his literally like in his block, also named the Westmore, and how they both, you know, grew up in the same exact place, same area. And, you know, this Westmore was able to be go to college, like go to study in Oxford, like amazing. And then the other Westmore, you know, has been incarcerated for like, I don't know, some crime and stuff like that. And he starts building this relationship with the other the other Westmore. And like he basically writes this book of how is it that Two kids from the same block, impoverished communities, um, have two the completely different paths. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think about too. Is like I honestly, I think it's just my mom that just motivates me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just realizing I'm the last of the six kids and no one finishes school or is um, you know, which everyone's like, of course they're successfully like supporting their own families and everything, but like it's still not enough. Yeah. And I just know that my mom's like the hardest working, never complained, most resilient person I know. And it just scares me to think that she won't get a reward after this. Like Mm -hmm. my dream is to like basically pay for her retirement, like make sure that she's enjoying her retirement. Like she's already getting old, like she's 65, still working, labor intensive jobs. And that's my biggest fear, the fact that who's gonna take care of her when she's like older but not just like take care of her but like not let it be a burden Mm
0: -hmm. yeah like to give her the life that she deserves right like she put in all this work all the sacrifice um and for all of that to not be acknowledged in some way that that is equivalent to her her amount of effort like that's just that'd be wrong you know
1: yes like it's like it's it's just crazy the fact that This petite woman by herself came to this country with six kids, not knowing English, still not knowing English, not knowing how to drive, read or write in Spanish, and she was able to successfully raise all of us. Like, yeah, we had tough times. Sometimes we didn't have like electricity, or you know, we would get food stamps or go to food pantry to get food. But like, there was never a moment where I didn't have a shelter, shirt, or food. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and the fact that she was able to do that, like, with all literally such hard work, literally, I felt like right now she works like in a freezer you know like packaging fish and it's like it's not a great environment to do work and she still doesn't she never complains and she like just loves working too which is weird Mm -hmm. um but yeah like seeing all that hard work and like sacrifices and the fact that she literally if I told her today mom I want all your money in the bank account to buy something she would be like of course here you go Mm -hmm. you know like she would do anything for us and it's just yeah it would just be a dishonor to like not push for her and not ensure that she gets the retirement she deserves and like lives the end of her life the best way possible.
0: Yeah. Um, are do you have any like productivity tips, um, that you would recommend for, um, Anyone, really, but maybe young people who want to go to college who are the first in their families. Um, Do you have any advice or tips for them?
1: Yes. Take
0: every opportunity you or every resource
1: that you have access to Mm -hmm. um, and seek them out. I think the biggest issue with schools today is that they don't push enough the resources or the support they can give students. Or they already like box students in, so they're like, "Oh, this kid's not going to be good enough, so I'm not even going to try to reach out to that kid." Like, no, like don't take, don't take that. Uh, I think put your put your counselors to work. Um, also, don't stress. <laughs> That's going to be hard. I know I stress a lot, but what I learned is also is just all the time you spent stressing, you could have just been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realize like stressing is just a waste of time, but I know it's inevitable, but. Just instead of, like, stressing out about other things, just just keep doing whatever it is. So if it's, like, you're stressed about an essay, and you're, like, crap, like, what am I going to write? What's my topic? Like, I don't have a diagram. Like, I don't have a good outline. Like, no, just just start writing. Like, just instead of stressing about it, just just do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I learned that's in terms of, like, productivity. Um, and then also, it's going to be a lot of work. I remember <laughs> senior year was literally the most, of high school, it was the most stressful stressful year that I can think of where I was just like stressed where I was like I don't know if I'm gonna go to college like how am I gonna make this work I have all these essays I applied to all these schools like what's gonna happen but like literally I know it's so cliche but like hard work does pay off and like it's going to be a lot of work but trust me if you do all the work like it'll pay off like it's I'm so grateful, like you know, where I've been due to the fact that I've just been doing a lot, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot of work, and it it will be, but it oh, it just pays off, it just does, just like even like study abroad, like I was able to study abroad, and it was a pain to get all that paperwork and everything aligned and all the financials, and like it was a lot of work, but again, it just paid off. I was able to go, you know, it's and then like grad school too. I would literally not sleep for nights because I was like. I really want to go to school and I want to go next year. Like, how am I going to make it work? Like, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. if you just d- hustle and do all the work, like it will pay off. Just, you just got to do it. And it, I will tell you now front, it is going to suck. It's supposed to suck. It's going to be a lot, but it's, I think it, it'll be worth it. Um, but also just seek out mentors, people who support you and, you know, like, people you can vent about like even when you are stressed about like it's good to have someone you can just literally just vent to and curse and everything and just yell it all out and then they'll just sit there and listen Mm -hmm. that's been very helpful for me as well in terms of having my friends that I can do that with and um yeah uh, mental health is also very good like make sure you're taking care of yourself um but yeah I don't know that's all
0: over the place (laughs) (laughs) that's fine um and I guess speaking of I guess mental health and mindset, um, do you have any any quotes that you think of a lot?
1: Um, in terms of like mental health,
0: uh... or just or just things that keep you centered and uh, keep your eye on the prize, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I think there's this one, there's one quote I read a teacher had it on her classroom just hanging and it still sticks to me today. I don't know who, who it comes from or what, but basically it's like, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I think is very true. We're like, you know, if you keep getting the same results, like it's, you're going to get the same results because you did keep doing what you're doing. So like change things up. Um, and, and that's basically how I came to the whole about don't stress thing. Because it's like, Elvis, you've always stressed and you've always said you're going to fail and not do great on this exam or this. And yet you always still do mm-hmm. because you've worked hard, you studied and everything. So it's like, don't stress. Because last time that didn't do anything, you just stressed, but like, you're still going to do all the work that you did to make that happen. you know. So like I just think, yeah, if you always do, you've always done. I mean, you're always going to get the same results. Um, and just being cognizant of you know, like, what are you actually doing? What's in your control right now? And only focus on that. Um, Don't focus on the stuff that's out of your control, you have no power over. Because I know a lot of us can get caught up in that, like what people are saying, what they think, or, you know, maybe my friends are all out out partying today. But there's like this big exam, like, yeah, I want to go. But like, that's, there's gonna be another party, you know, like, they're Mm -hmm. not gonna hate you. Like, you know, like, there's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Just don't worry about the stuff that you don't have control of, but just stick to what you do. And it's, it's also like, don't, when stuff happens, it's, you can you have, again, even for the things you don't have control of what happens, you do have control of how you react to them. Mm-hmm. And that's another one that I'm a true believer of. Like, don't try not to get phased by things that you don't need to get phased by.
0: Yeah. Um, but Yeah. Okay. Um, do you, is there anything that you want to talk about anything that you think that a listener should hear or that random kid that went to that goes through high school right now in Marietta like what would you is there anything that you want to tell them
1: Yeah, I think definitely just go for what you like. Yeah, we I'm a true, you know, like I'm always like advocating for college, but that doesn't mean that's the right route mm-hmm. for you. But I do think education is a great opportunity to like escape poverty escape where you are um it's a good way to learn um and there's different ways you can access that i know a lot of people are like well if i don't get into a four-year school then um, that's it my career is over mm-hmm. like no like sometimes i'm stupid i'm like the smartest thing i could have done is probably like gone to co- to community school for one year boost up my gpa and then apply to the school I really wanted to and get like all the scholarship money um, or even gone to a more prestigious school than what I could have at that moment. So like, that's one route you could do. You know, like there's different avenues you can pursue what you actually want. Again, it may not be at the same timeline that you had originally thought of, but you can still get where you want to be. Um, And also like, don't, I think often, I think someone talked about this last time is we compare ourselves to others where it's like, oh, if he he got into that school, um, there's no way I'm going to get into that school because I'm not as smart or as good as that person. Like, don't ever compare yourself to someone else because you don't know what they're going through or what's going on. Again, just stick to what you can control. And I think, I mean, that's still something I still struggled with. Um, Like, I think everyone does where we are constantly comparing ourselves to other students or other people. And we're like, oh, we're not good enough or we're not as great. Um, I think you're just as good as anyone so like don't 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 get caught up in comparing yourself. But I think honestly, just figure out a plan of where you want to be five to ten years and how you're gonna get there. Um, for me, college was that for me. I knew I wanted to be economically stable and have not have to worry about check to, paycheck to paycheck or you know having the crappiest like insurance you can get if you even have insurance or you know just. Always having to worry about, oh, I might not be able to pay the phone bill next, next month. So that's, that's I'm going to go a while without a phone. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just knew, like, I just wanted a comfortable life where I didn't have to worry about, for me, basic things that people should not ever have to worry about. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think if you have a goal of where you want to be, just think about where you want to be and how you're going to get there. I will always advocate for college, but that does not necessarily mean that's the path for you as long as you have a set plan of a realistic plan of how you are going to get where you want. And like for anyone out there, like you can email me, like call me, like I'll give you, I'll give out my personal email, like feel free to email me if you have any questions or anything. I mean, I'm sure any of us will be happy to, but I'm always down to like help students mm-hmm. navigate the college application um, cycle and all that. Cause I, it, it is very stressful And I know not everyone always has parents or stuff or siblings or people that can help them with that, but just someone to talk to who understands the same language. I think that's the hardest part too is, you know, I'm over here in grad school and stuff like, but my family still doesn't truly understand like what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's hard, you know, when there's a disconnect, you're basically living two worlds of this is what I'm doing. And this is what I've been able to do to my education. And I come home and it's like, I'm speaking a whole different language, a whole different world, a whole different everything. And it's there, that is very hard also to like navigate. So yeah, like just, I'm here to help anyone that's willing to, that wants to get advice or just someone to talk to, like mm-hmm. by all means. Um, I guess I can share, I, again, I don't mind sharing my personal email. Um, like I guess on the description or something of the podcast, if you want to reach I'll, out.
0: I'll put it on the show notes and um I'm glad you brought that up because I've already started to connect listeners with people who've gone to like the schools of my guests, um, both on published episodes and unpublished episodes. Um, So like, I'll go through like Instagram and I see like this kid from LA got on the Yale. I was like, Oh, Hey, by the way, if you ever want someone that uh, went to Yale or goes to Yale to like connect with, just let me know. Right. Like, that's that's yeah. part of the reason why I have this podcast. So it's like a virtual it's a network, right? Of people that you might not know, but you've heard them on this podcast, and you can reach out if they want to, if they want to be reached out um to. And Yeah, that'd be great. Just be like, "Hey, um I I heard you on the podcast and I really want to I really want to do the Bonner Scholarship. Like can we talk about it?" Like that's if I can do that for people that'd just be fantastic, you know.
1: Yes. Um, That's another thing, if I can do a Mm shout-out.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) Um, Definitely check out the Bonner um, Foundation. um, We're just bonner.org. That's B-O-N-N-E-R.org. Again, it's a national scholarship program. Um, I worked for them for two years, but basically we're at 60 colleges and universities across the country. Our founding mission is first-generation, low-income, diverse students. Um, But that's not – you don't have to be specifically just those to get – the scholarship. But specifically for about 20 of those schools, we, follow, we cover full financial need or the full educational need of the students to, to receive the scholarship. So there's no cap or anything to it. The other 40 schools, it's, it's, a, it's different by school by school basis and see what they cover. Some of them are is a cap, but it's basically a great opportunity for students who are first generation to be surrounded by individuals just like them to navigate the whole process because, again, you you come in as a cohort, so you have, like, a, a support system that you can navigate all four years with, and you won't have to be alone, where I know that's always a challenge of not just are we getting first-generation low-income students in great schools, that's great, but a lot of those, like, what's the rate of, what how many of them actually, you know, finish school in four or six years, and it's because of, the you know, the lack of support that I feel that they need even in those settings. Um, but, yeah, so I, I definitely make a shout-out. Check out Bonner. It's a great scholarship opportunity for students. Um, and if anyone has any specific questions, again, um, just let me know. We're a small staff, two of 10. So, like, I, can, I, I know everyone at the office as well. But every school treats it differently. But basically, scholarship opportunity right there, national basis, um, 60 schools across the country that support it. So it's a good opportunity right there as well.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, Elvis, thank you again for joining <laughs> me this week. Um, It was great hearing your story and to hear, just hear your thoughts and, you know, plugging the the Bonner Scholarship, which I'm all about. Um, The more people that learn about resources, the better. Um, Mm -hmm. And for everyone listening, I'll put the show notes on my blog. Um, You can find me on social media at that Ivy League guy. Um, And yeah, thank you for listening. Oh, oh,